This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. Welcome to Life's Banquet, a podcast that we will not know how loud we're being because we are not wearing headphones today. They just fixed it in post, though. That's right. We are wearing headphones. Everything's normal. Everything's fine. If uh, Amanda needs to get to us, she won't be able to communicate with us. That's true. We're really basically on an island here. Help! Um, welcome to another somewhat unstructured week of Life's Banquet. Um, Nicole made a really good point today. Do you want to say what it was? Which one? Just in the morning when you were like, I don't feel like oh, I talking about commercials. Feel like, yeah, we didn't. I didn't feel like it was right to come out here. My last recording before I die of coronavirus to be <laughs> flippant. I mean, I know that there needs to be flippant material. It just didn't feel right to me to do it. Yeah, I didn't. I couldn't get into the mood to do it. It didn't feel fun. Yeah, agreed. And um, so we're just going to kind of free ball it today. We're free just going to kind of talk. Oh, hey. Hey, Dylan. What's up? Uh, uh, okay. I saw someone I know. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Jenny. See? That's the kind of free ball and attitude you're going to get here on today's <laughs> Life's Banquet. Stop talking to other people. Um, so, yeah, we were just going to kind of chat with each other about, like, what we're feeling about all the kind of weird stuff that's going on in the world. I like that free balling is just when dudes don't wear underwear. I know. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> what is it called when girls don't wear underwear? Women. People. Uh, free flopping. Free. There is no. There is nothing. As so many. Well, free bleeding know. is when you right just don't wear a period. Uh, when you don't wear a tampon. It's when you, you have don't a wear a tampon. But what about when you don't wear an underwear? There's no phrase for it. Hmm. I like free flapping. Gross. Flopping. No. Slopping. <laughs> <sighs> so. Guys, I don't know if you've heard, we have some breaking news to cover. This just in from the wires of the Associated Press. There seems to be a new bug going around. Everybody's, <laughs> everybody's a little on edge about it. Um, I don't know. I guess I kind of want to talk a little bit about, like, food and panic and, like, um, I don't know. Have you experienced any kind of I want to talk hoarding? about the weird things that are out at the grocery stores. Oh, yeah, yeah. That I frequent. Yes, yes. They make, to me, no sense. Okay, what's out at your grocery store? Very little, first of all. Okay. Um, but the the Goya olives that I like mm-hmm. were all gone. <laughs> they only have the, the sliced olives, which are bad because they they're mushy. I yeah. really like the idea of not having to slice up the olives. Sure, but, yeah. It's much easier. But they're already mushy, so they, they just don't hold their structure. So those, and then tofu... Oh, yeah. Which you think people will be frightened to eat. Oh, right, because everyone's a fucking racist piece <laughs> of shit in this country, whether they admit it or not. Um, and, and like, very little less. Oh, and only chicken soup. All the other soups fully stocked, but chicken soup was gone. I noticed that at Trader Joe's that all the chicken stock was gone and all <laughs> the canned tuna was gone. Well, that makes sense. It's, like, shelf-stable and, like, you can Totally. S- that's a good hoarding food. Yeah, but, like, there's plenty of, like, pasta and, like, box macaroni and cheese and, yeah. like, other canned things. It was only the tuna. I will admit I participated in looting the tuna straight I, from the store. I always buy tuna when I me, go to the store. Me, too. I love tuna. I have too much. I always am, like, I always forget to check before I leave, and then I 
buy some more. And if there's a sale, I buy a lot more. And then mm. I come home and I'm like, oh no, I did not need more tuna. <laughs> <laughs> so you're set for the apocalypse. I'm good. If you're going to die mercury poisoning though. I just did a little check of my stuff. I just bought a couple more things before I came here. But What'd you get? I just got quinoa and three kind bars. <laughs> oh, that'll help if you There's eat. something about going to the grocery store to try to hoard food that I cannot do, which will be maybe why I die, but... Yeah, I haven't hoarded any food. I've just made, like, small trips to the grocery store a couple days in a row. Well, actually, like, not even in a row. Like, a couple days last week, a couple days this week, just gotten a couple of things. Yeah, I also feel like that's the thing. Is like, I... My desire to not have to carry a super heavy bag full of cans overrode my desire to... To live. Eating in my quarantine. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we don't also, we don't need as much food as we think we do. Here's a food related question that I have, but it's actually more drinking related. (laughs) What's the deal with people buying like bottled water? What's the concern there? Why would we not have water? Uh, I guess if none of the water employees can go to work, because they're, they, the way that water works is the employees go in and turn all the faucets on every morning. So yeah. <laughs> that is how it works. I picture like a Homer Simpson type situation. Like, um, People are insane because anytime that they can have an excuse, everyone feels guilty about buying bottled water now. And they're like, mm. oh, well, now I have an excuse. <laughs> my favorite. My precious water bottles. <laughs> they're like, now it's an apocalypse. So we're allowed to buy this plastic water. Yeah. I have very mixed feelings about... The coronavirus. <laughs> part of me loves it. Mm-hmm. The other part, of, the other part of me can't stand it. Oh, okay. Um, no, but like there is a part of me which may be an ignorant part because I haven't been in the trench. I'm not a doctor. Oh, in case you didn't know, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm big reveal. This is a doc, a, a uh, profession reveal party. <laughs> um, so I'm going to just say this. I'm going to preface this by saying I'm not a doctor. Um, but part of me feels like, okay, was this coronavirus just running through the world for like months already and we like just didn't know about it and everything's been kind of normal no well probably not seems very plausible to me it's who knows it's a new virus new to humanity yeah i know but like part of me feels like it's completely feasible and we really will never know but it could have been in america and everywhere for months now for six months who knows three months four months like way before we even really knew about it and people you know people travel a ton and spread things all the time not anymore (laughs) right well back in the day um (laughs) one week ago yeah back in the day one week ago and when people used to travel when i was just a young boy um and then so part of me has this feeling of like what if we just never knew what not like never knew but what if they were like there's a terrible strain of something out there it's bad it's very dangerous towards the elderly these are the symptoms like Part of me feels like one of the most, really the most crushing part of this whole thing, of course, except for like lost lives, which is awful and tragic, is what it's, the toll it's taking on the economy. And especially like, you know, not especially anywhere, a broad broad reach throughout the global economy is being like devastated by this. And I just think like, what if we just, is it the media's approach to this thing that's like making that other part of it happen? Not that it's not serious, but you know what I mean? We just haven't had it. You know. I know, but there's, like, the hysteria element, which is crashing the... We haven't had a pandemic like this ever. Yeah. In our lifetime. Not ever. We had the Spanish flu, which everyone loves to talk about. Um, Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't think that... I mean, part of it is overreaction, but the other part of it is, like, it is scary to have the unknown. It's the fear of the unknown. Yeah. And that's what makes everyone freak out. The stock market is also, like... 
what is it anyway? Does it even exist? Like, I know. I was just listening to, listening to a podcast about the Fed, actually. Big futures or whatever. Yeah. Um, who knows? It's, it's just, like, all stupid. And Well, I worry about, like, folks, like, in our industry, about myself. I personally lost mm, multiple, almost tens of thousands of dollars in, like, business in one weekend. Everything, People canceled events? Everything I had lined up was canceled. Really? Mm-hmm. People are lining up to come to my bar. Just yeah. breaking reservations for birthday parties. Wow. Nobody seems to care. I feel like that may change, yeah. but as of this week, everyone wants to come to the restaurant I work at and the bar I work at. Wow. Well, I mean, that's great for now because it's, like, very scary to think about people losing their income. Um, one thing that, you know, it's funny. So part of the reason that, like, I set out a contract and part of the thing in there is, like, a force majeure. And so force majeure in... And the literal translation of French means an unforeseen force or a uh, superior force. But um, in a contract, it means like an unforeseen kind of cataclysmic event mm-hmm. that happens. So like the force majeure clause would be to like cancel whatever it is. It like nulls the contract because of something unforeseen. And then I started thinking about um, the movie Force Majeure. That's a movie? Yeah. It's a movie. What is it about? It's really interesting. It's a, um, a Swedish movie. Swedish? Yeah. I think a Swedish movie. Um, or Norwegian. One of the two. They're exactly the same. Right, this is getting a little focused. <laughs> uh, any donuts. Um, but the whole movie is about, uh, I won't give it, I won't spoil the ending, but the movie is basically about this couple. With you the, told me this already. Yeah. It's like you this, spoil it for me. It's, it's a family and they go on a ski trip mm-hmm. and there's like an avalanche right next to where they're eating breakfast. And the father at first is like, it's fine. It's not a big deal. And then it starts getting closer, and it ends up not being a big deal. It just covers everyone who's eating breakfast out with snow, but it's really scary for a minute. And in that time, the dad runs away on his own, and the mother protects the children. And it, rec- it creates such a rift with the couple. Mm-hmm. And so I started thinking about it in terms of really everything that's happening now between, like, the whole separation of Biden and Bernie and, like, the movement of... Um, you know, democratic socialism and people who are pro Bernie being like the mom in that situation. Yeah. And also like in terms of like hoarding and just trying to like hoarding food and supplies and buying up all the masks and hand sanitizers. Like that's the dad in the buy. You know what I mean? It's just this like really interesting time when people's colors kind of show they're like true and no one's necessarily wrong. Cause it's like an instinct for some folks, but it's just really weird. Yeah, I think it shows us at our worst in yeah. some ways. And sometimes at our best. And sometimes at our best, right? Because there's plenty of folks out there who don't have that instinct. You right. know what I mean? But I don't know. It's just like such a... Like this time in history, like it will pass. It just will. Every time like passes, we'll probably be fine and live through it. And it will change some people's lives really dramatically forever. But like it is interesting to see how you reveal who you are in that time and who other yeah. people are and how you can... It's interesting also to see how unprepared we are as a society. Mm. Like, there are no... I'm on, like, a bar emailing list of all the bar owners in the Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. um, And they're talking to, like, their insurance providers. And there are no clauses for lost business due to widespread disease or whatever. Whatever it's called. Um, And there is no, like, my bar, we don't have a plan for this. Like, because the staff is going to be losing money if they can't come to work. Yeah. If we have to close, like they don't, we don't have the option to like just pay. I mean, they get the paid sick days 
required by law, but like they're not on salary. They make tips. It's just right. like one of those things. Like it's just like there is no procedure in place, so it feels like oh, now we'll have one for the next time. Right, right, right. I know it's interesting. I was thinking about that too, actually, earlier, and I'm like, what could we possibly do? It's so hard because it is like an illness situation. Like it's not like oh, we'll throw a fundraiser. You know what I mean? Because right. it's like. No, you can't throw fundraisers. That's the whole problem is that people aren't supposed to gather. There's, like, illness. Nobody wants to, like, be around each other. Right. I don't know. I had thought of all different things. Like, perhaps anyone listening out there, I don't own a restaurant anymore, but I was like, well, what about people who own restaurants, like, really focusing on some kind of, like, catering delivery outreach for people who are going to be home all the time, like, trying to do meal planning and dropping off food and stuff like that. Maybe some people who are, like, servers can help out working in cooking shifts and like delivering meals or something like that. I don't know. I mean, that's something I would guess if I had a place that I would try to implement, I'm not sure how feasible that is. Well, the city emailed owners that they are giving like an interest free loan to small businesses Mm -hmm. to cover the loss of business, but like whatever you still have to pay back. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Um, Donald Trump has a stimulus package that can't get through Congress. Why won't they let him? Hmm, I don't know. Because all the money goes directly back into his bank account, probably. <laughs> it's just a, it's a really fucking weird time. Yeah, well, we never experienced it before. So yeah. I will say that in my neighborhood and in my grocery stores, that there is no change except for them being out of olives which could have just been <laughs> that could have just been error. yeah totally um does that make you feel calm or nervous or neutral um it makes me feel annoyed because i was kind of hoping that it would be empty in the grocery store when i went there right <laughs> well i kind of like at my other kind of school thought, as a new yorker you're always praying that you can do something without a 17 other people uh, at least. oh so there was a lot of people at the grocery store yeah there were tons oh, of people okay got it um my other thought was just, like, if, you know, this is a serious thing, like, well, which obviously it is, like, why not just approach it with, like, immediate off the, right out, straight out of the gate, like, like, let's take this, we've seen what's happened in other countries, why don't we just go ahead and, like, lock it all down for two weeks, get it over with, and then we'll, like, I don't know. I just feel like there's a weird amount of action and inaction that's creating a lot of uncomfortability for folks. It's a disaster. Nobody knows what they're doing. There's no plan. We are woefully unprepared for this, especially in New York, all over. Um, Everything they did in Washington failed to contain it. Like, they just don't know what to do. Are you worried about getting it? Um, I think that I have the normal amount of fear that everyone has. Yeah. I'm not worried about dying from it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, on that note, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back, I guess, if we have enough (laughs) emotional strength, too. (laughs) My name is Brandon Boy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super-duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, very 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 proud sponsor of the heritage radio network we're also super awesome thank you heritage and we're back we're back hello hello uh hi everyone i can't see you i don't have my headphones on we're still here i'm right here (laughs) i bought you a bag of rice I, i bought nicole some rice earlier today as an act of friendship yeah it's high carb though it sure is and i not only did i get rice but i got you sushi rice 
What is the difference? More carbs. It's short grain rice, but it's super delicious. It's so nice. Like we always think obviously about eating sushi rice, like in sushi, but it's actually just so delicious yeah. to make us like a sticky rice and you steam it and then you can pan fry it and it gets like crunchy on the oh, bottom. Yeah, that's nice. Makes delicious sticky I rice. I have a hard time making rice that's not wrong. <clears throat> What's your rice issue? Either, Welcome to Rice Talk, the new show. It's either overcooked, it's overcooked and mushy. Okay, let me suggest once again to you something I know I've mentioned earlier. Boil As, it like spaghetti. No! Um, That's what some people do. Sure, do that. I don't give a shit. But what I was going to say is you should get uh, an Instapot. No. I Why? I don't have counter space. You have tons of cabinet space, though, so you could just hide it, tuck it away in an old little cabinet. All my cabinets are utilized. Really? Jean, yeah. full of denim? No. They're full of dishes and tuna. And tuna. <laughs> so... What is, like, your kind of, like, go-to thought about, like, if everything kind of breaks down and we have to go into, like, a lockdown quarantine sitch, like, what kind of things do you think you're making for yourself? For food? Yeah. I mean, I'm just not, that's why I was, like, went to the store and I was like, this is one of the problems of someone who doesn't really cook and who's also on a diet. Oh. Because I'm like, you know what, I still... I still want to look good if we make it out of this. Yeah, well, maybe you should just get it then. So all the prepackaged stuff is pretty, like, bad for you. Yeah. Or not maybe always bad for you, but just, like, it's prepackaged, has higher calories, so you can't really control what you're eating. Um, but at the same time, if I bought all the ingredients to make, like, a bunch of meals, then I would spend, like, $3,000 and yeah. have, like, the heavy bag syndrome, which I refuse to have. Totally. Well, I'm happy to give you a ride to the store or pick you up anything you want. Thanks. Um, so I'm just going to do what I always do. I mean, I have soup and I have, um, like frozen pizzas that are good. I have a bunch of veggie burgers. Cool. Um, tuna, as I mentioned. Tuna is great. Peanut butter or like almond butters. I don't have any nut butters. Not a bad idea. I have a bunch of dark chocolate, some eggs. Eggs is good for, cause you can also like, if you get good quality eggs, you can leave them out on the counter and you can save fridge space. Yogurt. Totally. Yogurt. Yogurt lasts a long time. I made some yogurt ranch yesterday. It was very good. Ooh. Mm -hmm. That sounds delicious. It was great. Very proud of myself. I went and got a bunch of meat, and then I also got, like, just flour because I'm like, oh, I could always just make pasta. It's just really flour and water. Biscuits. Gravy. Oh, (laughs) I'm just going to make a big batch of gravy. I'm always like, biscuits and gravy are the exact same food, just two different ways. (laughs) That's true. <laughs> One's just liquefied biscuits yeah. or hard gravy. Yeah, I know. Use. It's fascinating. Huh. They're like, that's just, that's the same. Okay, well, you heard it here, folks. Uh, <laughs> folks first here. <laughs> folks. Ah, I have it. Um, I got popcorn. I got popcorn, too. Yeah. Yeah, because it's easy. High yeah. fiber. Right. Um, I have, like, a full fucking sheet tray of frozen tiramisu that was left over from we never New Year's that. Eve. Now we can't gather in groups, so... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I've been eating little bites of it so far. I've gotten, like, maybe a cup's way through in, like, two weeks because it's very rich. But it's delicious frozen, may I say. Mm, so I you suggest, may say. May I... May I please say, uh, I suggest all of you guys out there prepping for the apocalypse right now to go make yourself a really big tiramisu and put it in the freezer, it's way more important to have than, like, let's say, bone broth or meat or, like, any frozen vegetables. Anything. It's pleasure. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. But actually, do treat yourself. You know, like, I I was talking to someone the other day who seemingly to me over-prepped and actually scared me because of how much they over-prepped. Who was it? It was a friend of Becky's, a really lovely person. They're great. 
I shouldn't even say whether they over prepped or not. It's not someone you know. <laughs> because that makes it seem judgmental, like they're doing something <clears throat> silly. But in they reality, prepped, they prepped hard. Like, I think they have like two months worth of food. But that like made me nervous because also, I was. Also, who like, has that much shelf space? I don't know. I have never seen their apartment. It could be really big. Maybe they're keeping it like a cupboard or something like that. Or like mm. a closet. Um, I mean, that's why we're at a disadvantage as New Yorkers because most people have already have enough food in their house for three months. Yeah. No, it's true. Like my parents have like enough chips and snacks, like bean chips mm. and like any kind of chip that like doesn't have like carbs in it. Grain-free I guess chips. Bean chips have carbs. They do. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. any alt chip. They have like every kind. They have enough chips. They could live on chips for probably eight months. That's my dream. Yeah, you are a chip fan. I love alt chips. Yeah. I like bean chips. I had a cauliflower chip that my parents had the other day, and it was terrible. I love, but it's a gamble. It's a thrill. Yeah, it you're is. Like, you're like, okay, let's <laughs> it's try It's a Russian these, roulette. Let's try these crackers, like those like Mary's Gone Crackers crackers. Uh-huh. I always want them to be good, but they're always so bad. Yeah. And so I'm like, this one, everything bagel one has to taste good, but it doesn't. <laughs> it tastes disgusting. And then you're just like chewing it, and you're like, dude, I eat them all. Do you throw them away? Maybe I could dip them in something. What if I soak like, in water? You have like whatever you're dipping it in, and it's so sad because there's nothing to dip it in, so then you're like, well, I have to just keep eating them. Yeah. I mean, they're bad. Yeah, they're they're not great. This uh, show brought to you by Mary. What is it? Mary's Gone. Mary's Gone Crackers. Mary's Gone Crackers. Their name that the name is Mary's Gone Crackers. I know them. I just didn't. <coughs> no. Oh, I coughed. Uh-oh. Call the police. Call the police. You want to call the cops? Call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've been making a bunch of stuff. It's just weird because like my instinct. My mom is a warrior. She's the kind of person who, like. If there's a storm, if it's even like raining out, she's like, careful, it's raining. Or like, if it's going to snow, she's like, are you okay for the storm? And like, so because of, and that's fine. Everyone's different. But like, because of that, I've always been the kind of person who's like, it's fine. Like, I'm not going to worry about this. I'm not going to take this seriously. So for me, it's interesting to try to find a, but I also actually am a hypochondriac. Yeah. Um, Confirmed. But like, (laughs) so for me, it's like this weird, interesting balance between like, taking it seriously and not caring because I feel both ways about it. I also just feel like at this point there's nothing we can do. Yeah, that's true. Except for, like, if you are sick, like, don't expose yourself to other people. But, like, and I, by that I mean don't expose your genitals to other people. <laughs> don't free ball. <laughs> Please <laughs> do not free ball, man. <laughs> ever. Now or ever. Um, let's change the subject because just obsessing about coronavirus is... Yeah, what do you want to talk about now? Lame. Now I want to talk about something way more fun, which is Bernie Sanders. Okay, great. Let's talk about that. <laughs> so I was very upset this morning when I woke up, and and it's fine. I'm allowed to be upset. I'm allowed to feel it and allow myself the pain and all that, feel my feelings, therapy shit. Um, but the thing that I thought about was that um, when Obama got elected, everyone was like, phew, okay, now we can just check out and then go back to our lives where we never think about or care about politics. Like, so much so that a couple of um, small local, like, Senate elections switched to Republicans because Democrats just didn't even show up to vote. Right. Um, And so the thing about this whole situation is that Biden may very well get the nomination and win or lose. Both seem equally bad to me. Um, But... We have to, we can't just stop and be like, okay, 
we're apathetic or whatever. Now we have the responsibility, which is what Bernie was going was like running on the entire time. Was like he's like I'm going to be in the office of presidency, but I can't do it by myself. You guys are going to have to get out there and help me make this change. That's why it's like right. not me, us. Yeah. Um, and that's how he intended <clears throat> how he intends to make these sweeping changes, um, not just by like waving his magical president finger, which just doesn't work. Doesn't work. Yeah. Um. So. I think it made me realize that I am going to have to finally, like, get involved in local politics. Mm -hmm. And there's this really interesting um, podcast episode of the Ezra Klein show Mm -hmm. where they're talking about um, passive politics versus active politics or something. But basically what he's saying is, like, people think that they're participating in politics by, like, donating money or even, like reading a lot about politics or knowing everything about politics, but that doesn't actually help anyone. Mm. And so being active in politics is actually what affects change. And people, a ton of people, like, passively being political and, like, paying a ton of attention and, like, sharing stuff on social media and, like, just donating money isn't really helping anything. Right. Um, But it feels like you are. So then people then don't have to, like, do anything or leave their house or talk to anyone that makes them feel uncomfortable. Right. Um, And so basically, it's a really interesting, it's, like, the most recent Ezra Klein episode I should probably have written down more, written down more stuff about it. But um, I that hit me because I'm like, that's what I'm like. I'm, we're all like that, of course. I As mean, the client was like, that's what I'm like. <clears throat> he's like, I feel like by doing my podcast, I'm doing the work, and he's like, but I'm not. Well, here's the thing, right? I think it's both. I agree with that 100. percent But I think that like, it isn't doing nothing to donate money. It isn't doing nothing because it helps, like, for in a presidential campaign, it helps, you know, pay for the staffers, it helps pay for commercials, it help pay, helps pay for everything. Right, but he's saying the danger is... Oh, of course. ...resting on your Apathy. laurels. Of course, absolutely. And then being like, I donated money to the Bernie Sanders yes, campaign, and therefore that is not I'm enough. absolved of any... I completely agree, 100%. Work. I think that it's that end. So I think it's both. Yeah. Or, or just, you know, I think, like, you have to participate however you can and the more you can do and having that information and knowing that like that that is not actually enough to enact the kind of change that we need is well, very important interestingly they were, he was saying that people that are actually doing the work on the ground mm-hmm. are often not as aware or as involved on like the big scale of politics like they're actually mm-hmm. less involved in who's running for the primaries and like less paying attention to like things like we've been obsessing about for the last nine months like, right they're, they're involved like, in the local they're politics. just like they're out there. What well, it's just like whatever they're doing. Like they're activists. They're right. like doing work. They're starting organizations. They're doing community work. Whatever they're doing. Yeah. Those people surveyed actually have less knowledge and pay, spend way less time talking and thinking about like big politics. Mm-hmm. They just are doing stuff on the ground. And I was like, that's really interesting to me because those people are the ones who actually have the victories and spending all this time spinning our wheels about who's going to be president when I have said this many times, I don't even like believe in our system at all. I don't believe that we should have a president. I don't believe that we should have this democracy. I don't believe that it works for anyone. Right. Um, and yet I'm getting caught up in this and I'm like, Oh, I should vote or whatever. And I have to care and I have to do this. And like, but really like I, and I still don't think that that's bad, but it's also like, what am I doing to help my neighbors or my people on my block? Totally. there's a huge condo going in across the street from me. Like, I don't know anything about that. Except for I looked up how it was going to impact my view of the Empire State Building. Like, well, there's... Yeah. It won't, by the way. Thank God. <laughs> um, I just think I that was gonna this, ask. this fervor and fire that everyone's feeling can be redirected and to much great work. And I hope that 
if Biden gets nominated, that that just everyone doesn't just like die in a pile of apathy and sorrow. I completely agree. And it's really interesting because a lot of people have mentioned to me like, well, like their only focus is like, well, if Biden is the nominee, then like, of course, you're going to vote for him. And I'm like, I don't like it just like the question annoys me. Like, yes, sure. But like. Yeah, it does ignite a sense of apathy in me, and I'm not an apathetic person at all. And so it's really good to remember exactly what you're saying is that, like, and you mentioned it last week, too, and I think it's important to, like, really reinforce, like, in any way, like, whether we're talking about this election or we're talking about anything, that, like, just because the big the big dream, the big thing, the thing you've had your eye on, whatever that is in like a global sense, a community sense, a national sense, your own, just whatever, your own life, a job sense, like there are other things you can do to find fulfillment, to find, Mm -hmm. uh, involvement that aren't necessarily the thing, you know? Yeah. And also like being super active in an online community is We know people talk about this all the time, but like it's not the same as being active in your local community. Totally, it's a lot easier. It is a lot easier because you can do it like while you're on the toilet, and no one will make you feel uncomfortable, and you don't have to be awkward. Yeah, and there are things that you can do, like in kind of bringing it back to even since we are on Heritage Radio. I know we've kind of been taking a break from like our normally scheduled programming for (laughs) obvious reasons. I feel really positive about that, but um, (laughs) just like. One little thing I want to mention that kind of is heritage-ish is that um, if you are in New York City or any other city and probably a lot of towns too, one small way you can get involved just in your community is like there's tons of like gardens and stuff everywhere, Mm -hmm. like throughout the city in all different neighborhoods. And some of them are kind of run down and some of them are beautiful, but there's like there there are people who help keep those up. And um, there's a lot of cool stuff that happens there, like teaching folks how to garden, how to grow their own food, just making the actual garden look nice so there's a beautiful place to sit on the block. It, like, heightens the, like, just kind of the overall niceness of your own block in your neighborhood. So that would be, like, a very small way to get involved, but a very cool way and maybe, like, a way to just tip, like, touch your toe into community organization and, like, feeling comfortable and reaching out to your neighbors around you and doing something that you care about, too. If you're listening to the show, you probably care about food and, and gardening and you know, living in New York City. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe don't care about anything. Who knows? Who cares? Okay, let's talk now about something more fun. Okay, what? Which I just thought of. So I hope that you will be able to answer this question. Oh, of course. What's your favorite, like, virus-themed movie? Oh, well, hmm. 12 Monkeys, I really like. I love 12 Monkeys. And then, I don't know if I've told this story before on the air, but I probably have. Like, when I was growing up, my parents were, like, in a bitter divorce when I was maybe, like, from the age of 7 to 10. It was pretty rough. And my mom had, like, no rules and would take me to, like, every movie. Like, I went to see Pulp Fiction in the theater when I was, like, 9. And then I went to go see Outbreak in the theater when I was 9. Cool. And my mom... With Brene Russo. Yeah, and Dustin Hoffman. Dustin, where are you? Please give us a wrinkle jingle if you get this. Where, are you lost? <laughs> Renee Russo Do you need help? Yeah, both of you. Dusty does need help. He's fine. Um, Oh, yeah. He was in the Meyerowitz stories, but I hadn't seen him before that in a long time. Anyway, getting back to my point. My dad was manager of a country club at the time. My mom took me to see Outbreak on a Sunday and then dropped me off at my dad's. And I immediately ran to the mirror and I was like, oh, my God, pustules, pustules, they're all over my face. I have Ebola. And I was convinced that I had Ebola. Is it Ebola that they have in Outbreak? Yeah, it's like Uh, an Ebola-esque, like you melt, basically, like you do with Ebola. Hmm. So Does Ebola make you melt? It makes your insides like kind of liquefy and pour out of you. <laughs> Is that true? 
Yes. That's if you, that's the scientific, according to my medical journals, which oh, you know that I love. You do. You're constantly reading them. What's uh, your from favorite? From cover to cover. From cover to, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Out of where? I didn't even know you could bleed um, out of your toenails. Well, I love zombie movies. I also, oh, yeah. I made, to me, a hilarious joke yesterday, which did not land, which is I asked a group of people that were, they're friends of mine, but they were coming to see the bar that I work at to see if they wanted to get married there. And I was like, oh, I was like, does anybody know if the first people that died from coronavirus have risen from the dead yet? And they <laughs> did not laugh. They Why? just like, looked at me. What, do they have it? They were scared. Yeah. I scared them. I frightened them. <laughs> um, and I texted my friend about it later because he's also a zombie movie fan. Um, and he was like, these are the questions that need to be asked. We have to ask these difficult questions. That's hilarious. Um, so I like 28 Days Later. Oh, um, Do, uh, does everyone die of a virus in that? Yeah. It's okay. A, a lot of zombie movies are virus linked. Okay. Okay. Um, it's like a virus takes over, everyone catches it and dies, and then they rise from the dead. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a second chance, so I like that. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I always say I do have a zombie apocalypse plan, but I haven't. I was telling my friend Will, um, I haven't actually gotten around to fixing it up yet. So I, it's all talk. I'm all yeah. talk. <laughs> What's your zombie apocalypse plan? Well, okay, so basically you, if we're living in New York, which we uh-huh. are, yeah, the island's going to be shut down, uh-huh. so we won't be able to get off of it. So I think the best thing to do is hole up for as long as you can, and then try to get a vehicle. Uh-huh. A friend of mine told me, we, a friend of mine that were very into this, he was like, I have access to a helicopter, but now I don't talk to him anymore. Oh, God. We're still Facebook friends. Um, but <laughs> somehow you need to get, my ideal plan is to get, nor- if it's winter, just try to hole up. Until because basically what happens is at least in the movies, which is all the information we have, yeah, is they eat until they run out of people to eat and then they starve to death slowly. So oh. eventually, once they've eaten all the people, they run out of people and they like become lethargic and then they're slowly die. There'll be less of a concentration of them. Okay. Um, but the plan is to head south so that because I cannot survive a winter, a zombie winter, let alone a regular well, winter is tough enough. I don't know how to survive a winter without heat, like in the wilderness. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. absolutely not. So I need to like. Go south, get to Florida, uh-huh. um, and then just kind of try to make it down there where it's at least warm. Yeah, I mean, most of the people living in Florida are already zombies, so it wouldn't be much of a difference. <laughs> um, I'm talking about be, the elderly. You should be nice to them. I'm talking about the elderly. <laughs> oh, you should be nice to the elderly? Why? No, you should be nice I'm to just... Florida because they have to vote for Bernie. Vote for Bernie! Vote for Bernie, Florida. They're not going to. Um, He's a Jew. Why not? Vote for one of your own. Because he said he liked Fidel Castro. Oh, Yeah. And they're like, we can't forgive you for this. <laughs> this one will not Joe stand. Joe Biden, he's our guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I like all the zombie movies. I also like Contagion, but I don't remember that much about it, except for that Gwyneth Paltrow was <clears throat> patient zero, which I find hilarious. She is. She's very sniffly in that <laughs> one like screenshot from it. She's like... <sighs> well, she does. Um, but the funny thing is that movie is like super high up on iTunes now because everyone's watching it. And all the Contagion movies, like the outbreak, they're all like being rented wow. at high amounts because everyone wants to watch those. I find that to be odd. I don't want to watch that. That's scary. Well, I, it's just a movie. That's do why. you want to watch, like, Contagion now? Do you have a desire to watch that? Yeah, I remember it not being very good, though. Oh, it's, isn't it Steven Soderbergh? I don't know. Huh. Who can know? Yeah, we'll never know. The answer is <laughs> there's unfindable. No, there's no way to find out for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, the other thing I want to talk about is what are your, we're going to confess... Sure. Are embarrassing, over the top, like sanitizing things that have done recently. Mine is yesterday. I was at work, 
and I bought two cans of soda from the bodega, as I am want to do. Uh-huh. And then we have, it's a bar, so we have like sanitizer water or sanitizer tabs. Yeah. So I took sanitizer tabs, filled up the sink full of water, and then dunked my soda cans in the sanitizer <laughs> water before I drank out of it. I love it. And then also my, my hands have like a rash on them because I've been just using that as a quick yeah. rinse off. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't have to wash your hands all over again. Um, but now it, my skin is like... I also have dry skin. So dried out and have a rash and it's very painful. <laughs> um, I sanitized all of my groceries when I brought them to uh, the house I didn't. Oh, I went to the grocery So I went to the grocery store last week and this kid sneezed on them, I, the checkout guy. And I was like... <laughs> he sneezed all over all your groceries? Yeah. I mean, he tried to put his face in his shirt, but <laughs> it didn't work. Um, and so I was like, I can either be crazy and sanitize all my groceries or live my life. And so I didn't sanitize them. I sanitize my groceries. I sanitize my phone and my earbuds. Yeah, me too. I just figured, like, I don't know, like, like everyone was pawing out the groceries, and then I'm just going to bring them and put them in my house, and then they're just going to have germs on them. So it seems, like, just as bad as touching a doorknob. I'm like, if I don't wipe down the groceries, I might as well not purel my hands sure. or do anything else. Yeah. I don't have any hand sanitizer in my home. Um, I have only two little bottles. It was supposed to send me, like, a ton I've always loved hand sanitizer ever <laughs> since my dad kicked it because <laughs> I, I was in the hospital. I found out he was full of <laughs> hand sanitizer. I'm just kidding. That's so morbid. Um, I squoze him and hand sanitizer came out. No, there was just like tons of hand sanitizer everywhere in the hospital. So right. for that month when he was like dying and I was in the hospital, I became really hooked on hand sanitizer. <laughs> it's like chapstick. Well, yeah, but like when you start doing it, it's really weird to stop doing it because you're like, well, why was I doing this before so much? You know what I mean? Like, you just get in the habit of doing it. <laughs> no. Otherwise, like, the rest of your past month was a waste of time. Well, if you're in a hospital, you're more exposed to germs. I know, but, like, I just got in the habit of it. And so then, like, I'm pretty much, like, always in wintertime a hand sanitizer person. And it's never been a problem for me to find it until now. Somebody sent me, my uncle sent me this, like, hilarious <clears throat> meme the other day. And it was just, like, a guy with, like, a little, like, bag like a coke bag <laughs> full of hand sanitizer and he's like yo i got hand sanitizer like 10 bucks <laughs> yeah um the coronavirus memes have been a godsend yeah um i also there's a now the hand washing song lyric oh yeah yeah yeah. Thing. yeah um so that's been pretty fun that's funny um it doesn't post the chorus though it just literally posts like the first lines of the song so yeah it's like not perfect but it's still pretty funny it is funny i have a question for you since everything is so stressful and crazy right now what are, do you have any like embarrassing like hidden stress eating things that you've done no i haven't i stress bought vitamins yesterday but oh, i bought okay. like b vitamins uh-huh. and that chase berry that we talked about oh yeah in period episode oh actually that's one thing that i want to mention to people um that i feel like there's been a lot of like uh, talk about like everybody buy toilet paper. Not like that's a bad idea. Yes, if you're gonna be quarantined in your home for two weeks, you should have some toilet paper. But I just want to mention also something I thought about today is like don't think, use so much toilet paper. Take a shower. Yeah, like <laughs> wipe your yeah exactly like poop in the shower obviously and squish it down the drain. With don't your feet. free ball. Use your underwear. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, just uh, for gals out there or um, any person out there who gets their period, um, don't forget to buy tampons Ooh, or I don't pads. Have any. 
or whatever you use to collect blood on your period. Or you just have a diva cup like everyone. Yeah, a diva cup actually would probably make the most amount of sense in this scenario anyway. Yeah. So maybe everybody like got, but just don't forget about your vagina during a, t- a pandemic. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> your vagina loves you. Okay, so one last thing I want to say is like my stress eating thing. So I made you like white chocolate chip cookies last week yes. that you didn't want. It's I fine. I love the image of you just like gnawing on a giant white chocolate <laughs> candy bar. I bought a chunk of white chocolate because since I haven't been drinking so much, I've had a sweet tooth. So I was in hotties i find a big chunk of white chocolate i buy it i'm like i'll do something with this i'll just leave it in the cabinet so after on super tuesday i'm getting so stressed out as the results are coming in that i'm sitting on my <laughs> couch gnawing at it like a fucking rat i'm like ah, ah, ah. and so like the next day i had to make cookies because like i was like i have to get this fucking thing out of yeah. the house like i'm too stressed to handle this large amount of white chocolate yeah um that reminded me of the meme that my sister just made which is um not the white chocolate meme but the toilet paper part was there's like a doctor and a man and the doctor's like, you've tested positive for coronavirus. And he's like, how could this be? I have 200 rolls of toilet paper and four of the hundred bottles of water. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Everyone's a crazy lunatic. Um, Hopefully this just, you know, there's like just something that feels good about talking about stuff. And thanks for listening to these past couple episodes. And you know, that's a great thing. Heritage provides us with a platform to kind of talk about stuff. And we feel really lucky for that. And I guess this is just what we felt like talking. It did feel really ingenuine to like do an episode about the California race. I couldn't do it. I'm sorry. Yeah. You guys. No, that's okay. But we'll be back um, next week. We'll hopefully, next week. And we'll just give you what, what we want and what we feel like you need. Deal with it. Deal with it. Hasta la pasta. Stay safe. Wash your hands, bitches. Life's banquet is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Or connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, and more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click at the heart at the top right of our homepage. And thanks for listening.